I have a story I know you are going to appreciate. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman. Here is the Brian Sussman Show. Faith, family, freedom. This is our special for Memorial Day 2023, although this is an evergreen. You could listen to this podcast at any time during the course of the year, and you will be inspired. That's what I'm aiming to do with this incredible story of a real American hero. I'm a sucker for these stories. Uh, For those of you who know anything about me from my radio program in San Francisco, I would regularly interview guests with just incredible patriotic stories, so many of them military men. Uh, And then, of course, even in the epilogues of my books, Climate Gate and Eco-Tyranny. In Climate Gate, I told you about the lives of several founders, the incredible stories of some founders of the United States of America, founders of the signers of the Declaration and their wives. Uh, who made incredible sacrifices after signing that document. Uh, Their sacrifices involved giving their own lives to the cause of freedom. I mean, their stories are just riveting. And I I shared those stories at the end of Climate Gate to give us hope. Listen, friends, there are, this is a perilous time in American history. And people need to step up. And they need to realize that it doesn't, it's not about gaining friends. It's not about gaining likes. This is about laying down your life, so to speak, for the sake of freedom. Doing whatever it takes to guarantee life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those inalienable rights that are in our Declaration of Independence. To make sure those go forward. And that could mean persecution. That could mean a lot of people canceling you. Friendships lost. Whatever the case may be. Now's the time for men and women of courage to step up. And then at the end of Eco-Tyranny, I also, of course, the entire entire title of Eco-Tyranny is Eco-Tyranny, How the Left's Green Agenda Will Dismantle America. Well, how can we prevent America from being dismantled? And I gave a, a couple wonderful stories that I... Learned about firsthand from my radio show, a couple guys calling into my program to uh, tell me uh, some incredible stories about service on the battlefield. This is another one of those. Now, this is Memorial Day weekend, and I just want to tell you, first of all, the origins of Memorial Day. It's very, very important. This is three years after the Civil War ended, May 5th, 1868. The head of an organization of Union veterans the Grand Army of the Republic established a Decoration Day as a time for the nation to decorate the graves of the war dead with flowers. And they believed, you know, that we need to decorate the war dead on both sides. These are all Americans who died. It's sad. It's a horrible part of our history. But it is history nonetheless. And among other things, the slaves were freed. Let's remember the dead. Let's honor the dead. Why do we honor the dead? Why do we honor war dead? Because we honor life. So we, we revere their service. We honor the war dead. And it's interesting because that was 1868. There were a lot of states that were already honoring the war dead at that time from the Civil War. But an official proclamation was made in 1966 by Lyndon Johnson and The decision was that on May 30th, throughout the nation, there would be a Memorial Day. Well, what we do now is we take whatever the 
the Monday is closest to May 30th. And we make it a three-day weekend. So that's the way we participate nowadays. But I have to tell you, there's another thing we're supposed to do. And that's 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day. We're supposed to drop everything for a moment of silence. A moment of silence. Now, this is something that took place in 2000. Congress passed and the president signed into law the National Moment of Remembrance Act. It's supposed to go down on Memorial Day at 3 p.m. Take a moment and give thanks. This is an interesting story that I'm going to share because initially Memorial Day was for the war dead of the Civil War. Then it was granted to include all those who died in service in all of our wars. This gentleman was assumed dead. And then it was discovered he was, in fact, alive. It's an incredible story. I want to tell you about this man. He was a kindly, old, humble janitor. That's what he was. He was a janitor. He was the guy pushing the mops and brooms and polishing things up. Uh, It's interesting because he did this at the Air Force Academy. And all of the cadets at the Air Force Academy just assumed that this very nice, humble man was probably military back in World War II, they figured by his age. And they assumed that because of the way he handled himself. Everything was always, yes, sir. He did things with incredible detail, never complained, was extremely organized, always punctual. So they figured, okay, you know, former military, World War II. (laughs) Otherwise, just an ordinary guy putting in his time at a job that supplemented his retirement income and spending his free time away from the academy working in the garden that he loves so much. There was a cadet at the Air Force Academy who was doing some research in the library. Now, all they knew about this man was his name was Bill, Bill Crawford. Bill Crawford. This guy was doing research in the library and he came across a photo and he thought, gosh, that just looks like the janitor Bill. The person in the photo was a military man. His name was William Crawford. He was a Medal of Honor recipient. And the cadet was so struck by this, he couldn't help but ask Bill if indeed he was that guy. (laughs) Were you, Bill, are you William Cunningham? That's the initial question. Bill said, yes. You're a Medal of Honor recipient. September 12th, September 13th, 1943, Altavia, Italy. And here's how Bill responded. That was one day in my life, and it happened a long time ago. But suddenly, this cadet realized the janitor was a Medal of Honor recipient. News spread around the campus so fast, and all of a sudden, this guy, Mr. Humble, Bill the janitor, was a hero on campus. So finally, he was interviewed. 
by someone at the school. And here's the story that he told. He was serving in the 36th Infantry on the night of September 12, 13, 1943. American soldiers had marched for hours, stopping within 200 yards of German defense positions at Altavia, Italy. The idea was that they would attack this installation of German defense positions at dawn. He went on to say some of our artillery shelled the German line of defense and then they sounded the attack. There was shooting going on. Whistles were blowing, yelling, everything. They normally tried to scare the Germans as much as we could, make as much noise as we could, he concluded with a chuckle. Crawford was asked to go ahead with his platoon sergeant, head of all the other American troops. It was a suicide mission. Crawford said, we made it to a wall. I laid down and fired at what I thought was a German defense position there. I looked over to see what my sergeant was doing, but the sergeant was completely still. He'd taken several rounds to the chest. He was dead. Crawford took off on his own after the enemy snipers. All he had, by the way, was a rifle and a few grenades. He said, quote, I just followed a little ditch, a narrow ditch. I stayed pretty close to it. Sure enough, there was a brushy terrain up ahead, a well-camouflaged area right ahead. And out of that came a burst of machine gun fire. He found the sniper's nest. As I was running, I was shooting, but they were shooting right under my feet. Some of the rounds probably went between my legs, but they never touched me. In the end... Crawford single-handedly took out three German machine gun nests with only his rifle and the grenades, and his company was able to advance. But the story doesn't end there. Just a few days later, Crawford was captured in battle. He became a prisoner of war. It's interesting because in the battle that occurred, it was very messy, very bloody. There were a lot of casuals, casualties, and the army just assumed that Crawford was dead. They had no idea that he'd been taken a POW. The following year, Crawford was presented with the Medal of Honor. Obviously, he wasn't there to receive it. It was posthumous. They assumed he was dead. It was his father with tears in his eyes, receiving that posthumous Medal of Honor. What a surprise everyone had a year later. (laughs) Or thereabouts. Because when the war was over, he was released with other POWs, and they realized William Crawford, the Medal of Honor recipient, was alive. He stayed in the military, retired in 1976, or excuse me, 1967, with the rank of Master Sergeant. A few years later, after retirement, wanting something to do, he was a Colorado guy, that's where he was born, Pueblo, he decided that he was going to take a job at the Air Force Academy as a janitor. It was a cadet named James Moshkat who stumbled across Crawford's name in the history book. Saw the photograph. It was a match. Saw the name William Crawford, 
Figured, could this be Bill, the janitor? And word spread like wildfire among the cadets that they had a hero in their midst. The cadets who once passed by the janitor with hardly a glance now were greeting him with a smile and a respectful, good morning, Mr. Crawford, every day. What's interesting is the cadets finally put it all together. They discovered that Crawford had never attended his own medal ceremony because, of course, he had a POW. It was thought that he was dead. The Air Force Academy, Academy privately decided to make things right. Crawford finally received his medal in person. Ronald Reagan was president. This is 1984. And he was going to speak at the Academy's graduation in Colorado Springs. They realized that he hadn't had a president pin that medal on his chest. Reagan was all in. And it was a surprise. They asked him to attend to receive his medal from the president. And of course, he accepted. It was quite a moment. If you go online, you can actually see photographs of this taking place. It's beautiful. Crawford passed away in 2000 at the age of 81. He was buried with full honors. Now, this is very interesting at the U.S. Air Force Academy Cemetery. He is the only non-U.S. Air Force enlisted individual to be granted that unique honor. What I'd like to do right now is read from the official Congressional Medal of Honor Society citation. So this is for William John Crawford, and it reads as follows. For conspicuous gallantry at risk of life above and beyond the call of duty in action with the enemy near Alta via Italy, 13 September 1943. Company 1 attacked an enemy-held position in which Private Crawford was squad scout. After reaching the crest of a hill, the platoon was pinned down by intense enemy machine gun fire and small arms fire. Locating one of these guns, which was dug in on a terrace on his immediate front, Private Crawford, without orders and on his own initiative, moved over the hill under enemy fire to a point within a few yards of the gun emplacement and single-handedly destroyed the machine gun and killed three of the crew with a hand grenade, thus enabling his platoon to continue its advance. When the platoon, after reaching the crest, was once more delayed by enemy fire, Private Crawford again, in the face of intense fire, advanced directly to the front, midway between two hostile machine gun nests located on a higher terrace and emplaced in a small ravine. First moving to the left, with a grenade he destroyed one gun emplacement and killed the crew. He then worked his way under continuous fire to the other and with one grenade and the use of his rifle killed one enemy and forced the remainder to flee. Seizing the enemy machine gun, he fired on the withdrawing Germans and facilitated his company's advance. There are additional details here. It says the medal was originally presented to his father in 1944 at Camp Carson, Colorado. 
as Crawford was erroneously presumed to be killed in action. I'm going to say another presentation ceremony was held by President Ronald Reagan at the U.S. Air Force Academy, Colorado Springs, Colorado, to present the medal to William J. Crawford on May 30th, 1984. What I find fascinating about stories like this is these heroes so often downplay their exploits, their heroism, the incidents in which they were involved. Because as you remember, we were reading about this story and the way he described it was just so simple. He said, I just followed a little narrow ditch, prayed, uh, stayed pretty close to it. Sure enough, there was a brushy terrain, a well-camouflaged area right ahead. Out came a burst of machine gun fire. And as I was running for this little ditch, he was shooting right under my feet. Some of the rounds probably went between my legs and never touched me. Just another walk in the park. When in fact, that scene that occurred on that particular night and that particular early morning was more like something out of an action movie, a combat action movie, not to be believed because it was so incredible. The thing that encourages me are these heroes in American history. There are so many. And you know what's interesting? There are so many that should have received a Medal of Honor, but no one was there to witness their heroism. And that gives me great encouragement. I'm also encouraged by the fact that there is a remnant today serving in our military, given the same situation, they would do the exact same thing. And they give me great hope. I tip my hat to all who have served in our military, especially you guys who have been in combat situations. I can't imagine. And of course, we all tip our hats to those who died in service to this country during this Memorial Day weekend, and a special word of gratitude from all of us to all of those Medal of Honor recipients. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Really appreciate that. More on me at briansussman.com. On Facebook, Brian Sussman Show. And for daily doses of inspiration, as I wipe my eyes here, Brian Sussman Show. Thank you all so much. God bless America. This is a great country. Our founders warned us this would be a very, very difficult country to maintain. It's we the people, we the people, who have been given the inalienable rights, the God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. May we keep this nation, and may we use this nation as an instrument for God's glory. Thank you, my friends. Until next time.